This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Before we even get started with the podcast, I want to introduce something new to you. If you're tired of missing these live streams or missing videos, we have a new service where we can text you when we go live or launch a new video. All you got to do is text flash film to 74121. That's one word, flash film to 74121. All right, let's get started. Make sure you guys go ahead and hit that like button, hit that subscribe button if you're not subscribed. Today we're going to talk about two things that you need to talk about. One you kind of don't need to talk about, you need to hear about. The other is what we need to talk about. First thing is the FX6, the Sony FX6. We're going to talk about that. And how much have you dedicated to getting the most out of your gear? I've come up with a ratio, and we're going to talk about that ratio. But first, first things first, you know, we got to we gotta go ahead and run this intro. And we got to get this thing going. You're listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. If you want to learn how to take pretty pictures, this is not the place. But if you're ready to make a living by learning the business behind the camera, buckle up because it's time to turn passion into profit with your host, Ty Turner. Now that we got that cracking, we can jump right into it. Let's go ahead and, and, and do this thing. Let's talk about the FX6 real quick because Sony announced the new FX6 this morning. And it is exactly what I said it was going to be. An A7S 3 with built-in XLR ports. A built-in ND filter, which is variable, which is great. There's no IBIS because it's a cinema camera and people don't want IBIS on cinema cameras. Um, somebody said, you said I get the iPhone. I sure did. Great camera. Um, and it's pretty much... An A7S three, like I, I, so I got two A7S threes on back order, and I was thinking, like, am I gonna buy the FX six? Like, am I gonna switch? No, I'm not, because the the A7S three is more portable. It's smaller. I got the adapter so I can put XLR ports. Um, and it's you know, it's I, I wasn't crazy. I had the FS five. I I liked the FS five at the time. I was never crazy about the form factor. I much rather shoot with the mirrorless camera. Then the FX, FS5. So the FX6, once you take all the handles and everything off, you have no audio. So when you put it on a gimbal, you're jacked. I don't know what Sony was thinking with that. But it proves my point that the A7S3 is still better than the C70. So with the FX6, Sony's giving you a full frame, full frame camera with the ability to output raw with great low, like, great low light. That alone beats the C70. C70 gives you a little more dynamic range. I'm not taking that away. And the RF mount, which means you get a full frame like picture with the adapter, but it's just not the same. It's not the same. All right. Now that we got that out of the way, because it's not really go look in YouTube. All your all your favorite YouTubers happen to have a video up. Uh 
on the at the time of launch, we got a video where I talk about that. So if you want to hear the same talking points from everybody, you definitely want to go ahead and do that. Let me throw this graphic on the screen because we're running a special this week where if you purchase the five key steps for creating an effective portfolio that converts at the full price, we will give you a half hour coaching session to kind of get things going, help you get going in the right direction, because that's some feedback I've heard um, with a lot of people who don't know where to start. Even when they read the course, they still have, or even when they take the course, they may have questions about what, what to start on or just questions that are specialized to who they are. And we want to help with that next week. It's kind of a week where um, you just have more free time. So we're running this this week only. That way we can schedule some calls for next week and get people going. All right. Now that we got that out of the way and we can chop it up with you for a minute, I'll leave leave that on the screen for a minute. Give some people some time to pop in. Let's talk about gear and how much are you really spending? How much are you dedicating to getting the most out of your gear? So I'm going to ask people, everybody in the chat room, everybody in up in here, up in this thing, go ahead and just post a, a ballpark figure of how much you feel like you've spent on gear in the last five years. Let's just say in the last five years, how much do you feel like you've spent on gear and gear alone? I'm talking about bags, tripods, cameras, lenses. Just give me a ballpark figure. I'm just curious to know. I would love to know what other people's number is. And I want to make sure I'm not the only one that got this crazy number. Uh, You know, I just want to make sure I'm not the only one because I want to kind of point something out. I want to kind of look at something when it comes to the amount that we've spent on gear and, you know, kind of dig down in the idea of, are we hurting ourselves right now? Are we helping ourselves? So, I'll give people a few seconds to pop that. Oh, 10,000, about 35K. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm about there with you. About 5,000. Them some good numbers. I don't feel as bad. I don't feel as bad. So I'll five to seven in the past year. Yep. Way too much. So some of that was paid affiliate by your YouTube channel paid for by affiliate links on YouTube. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Too much. Embarrassed to say. Okay, so everybody's spending a good amount. Let me ask you a question, though. Um, How much of that have you spent on tools and training to help get the most out of your content? Like, what percentage of that? And And when I say tools and training, I mean, not just courses not courses but i mean not only courses but books on how to you know grow the business things like light meters x-right charts things like that calibrated monitors what percentage have you spent on that spent about 40k in three years i'm probably my numbers my number that that makes me feel better because my number is absolutely ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous i I probably spent that on Amazon this year, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. Enough, enough about me. This ain't, a, this ain't about me, okay? This ain't about my problems. <laughs> 10%, Michael say, 10% on, on light meters, color checkers, calibrated monitors, books, courses. What, what percent have you, have you all spent? 20% on education. 
Try to get my education as cheap as possible. I spent hundreds of hours learning, but probably a few thousand in education. I'm going to tell you why you should change that. Like, for me, my motto is three to one, right? Easily spend 150. That's where it should be. It should be three to one. You should be spending three to one. It's funny because we won't cut corners on cameras and lenses, but we'll cut corner on education. Um, often we feel like YouTube version is enough and YouTube version is not enough. I'm going to tell you what scares me about learning on YouTube. And one time I sat and watched this 13-year-old kid show me some stuff on Photoshop. And then I paid to go into a class from Adobe. And I, and I realized I spent 20 minutes trying to learn how to do something there was a keyboard shortcut for. That was just like bloop, bloop. And I learned it. So, so often when you jump on people's tutorials that are online, that are YouTube, you're probably going to pick up their habits. I like to get professional courses. I personally have been investing in paid courses and I'm not, I'm talking about like lynda.com is, or which is now LinkedIn learning is one of my favorite places to go, um, to learn about the, the camera side of things just to get, you know, I wanted to learn better lighting. I wanted to get more cinematic lighting. Um, and that's exactly what I said, right? Base picking up. Yep. I wanted to, to learn more about lighting. I wanted to get more cinematic lighting. I wanted to just be better at it, at understanding lighting, at seeing lighting, at diffusing light. I wanted to be better at this. So I invested in, in places where I could learn more about how to diffuse light, um, how to make light look more realistic, um, how to just have a better image. And, and one thing that I've learned um, is in, in anybody who has experience in lighting or anybody that is a professional cinematographer can tell you this. The camera don't matter. The camera is 10 percent of how you got your picture. Um, I can literally shoot some stuff on an iPhone that'll blow people away. How do I feel about Skillshare? Um, I don't have a lot of experience with Skillshare. Um, I am. So I'm 50, 50 on sites that let anybody upload courses like Udemy. Cause I've had some, some courses that are, that wasn't the best on Udemy. So, however, I do like, the fact that they have a review system so people can review it. I took a course a while back. It was on lighting for commercial lighting or something like that. Lighting for movies or something like that. However, I did have a course on Udemy. Yes, this is live. <laughs> I did have a course on Udemy um, that was about color grading. That was absolutely great. Like it took me to the next level when it comes to color grading. So, you know, I'm 50-50 on Udemy and courses that are places that people just allow you to upload uh, just their own course. And then I'm also leery, and maybe this is just me. I don't know if it's just me. I'm leery on $10 courses. Like, for me, I put a lot into my courses. I couldn't imagine somebody giving it they all to sell it for $10. Like, like, like that is... It's hard. Like courses are hard work. Like it is hard. It takes almost a year to develop a course, a really good course. So to sell a course for $10, I'm just, it scares me. Like, you know, I'm scared on what am I really going to get? Um, so I like, 
Jay Crawford says, what do I suggest? I like LinkedIn Learning, which was lynda.com. To me, that's one of the best bangs for for per buck that you can get when it comes to um, getting great courses that are taught by, by industry-leading instructors. So that's what I like. Sorry, if you if you have audio out of sync, make sure you hit that. Uh, try to refresh it. I'm uh, streaming to three different platforms. I'm on Facebook, YouTube. I'm air, I'm everywhere right now. That could just be, you know, YouTube. Where my sound effect at? Anyway, so I, I'm big on making sure that you do more than just gear because we're quick to spend money on gear. We're quick to spend twenty five hundred on the seven eighty two hundred. Don't read the manual. Don't even use the case. We throw it on the camera. Don't even, most people don't even know. Like on your seven eighty two hundred, you have image stabilization switches. Usually two to three. Most people I know have never clicked them. They don't know nothing about them. They don't know nothing about them, and they're mad when they're not getting the shot they want. So, um, it's it's crazy how we, we just expect to know how to work stuff. A lot of people complain about the menu system for Sony. Didn't do anything to learn it, right? Just got it and was mad because they didn't go through it because it wasn't what they were used to. So a lot of people just complained about it instead of trying to learn about it. And, and the thing is, I want to make sure that the, the thing I'm trying to teach you and tell you and show you is make sure you're investing in ways to be better and not just better gear. I know a lot of musicians that have a whole complete studio. They got racks of sounds and they got keyboards and everything, but they can't play a chord to save their life. If you're having a refresh issue, make sure you hit that refresh button or you're having a sync issue. Um, a few people say they've, they've run across it and they, they hit the button to refresh it um, and it's working just fine. So if the audio is out of sync, Make sure you hit that refresh. Black Magic Media said it just went through that. So it's very important that you invest in tools. How many of you guys own light meters? That's what I want to know. How many of you guys that are in photography and videography own a light meter? If you own a light meter, just put LM in the, in the chat box. I'd love to know who has a light meter, who has tools to help you get proper exposure other than what the camera gives you, other than trying to use false colors, other than trying to use the the exposure or histogram um, feature, who owns light meters? That's correct. Media Smith said this is the issue with a lot of folks. They don't want to invest their money and or time to learn and set up their game to improve themselves. Yep. Am I am I um, familiar with Carl Taylor Education? I am not. Okay, so we got three people that own light. Get a light meter. Don't before you go out and get the new Sigma. Go get a light meter. Go get go get go get something to help you better um, understand the correct light temperature that your camera should be on. Like those are things that will take your quality to the next level. Go get it before you go and buy a new camera body, before you buy a new lens, new bag, new tripod, a new set of LUTs. Because a lot of people are just, you know, LUT hungry. Um, go buy a light meter. A light meter was one of the best investments I've ever made. And it's helped my video Look more, a lot of people say they want your, your stuff looking cinematic and more film. A light meter will definitely help with that. And it'll help you have the ability to measure what you're doing so you can replicate it. That's very important. When you can measure what you're doing, you can replicate it and improve on it. If you just set up the light a certain way 
and you don't know how you got there, you can't improve on it. And I'm going to tell you, as a amateur, and I've said this story before, um, as a amateur, my my mindset as a photographer was to go there and take a bunch of pictures and then see what I got. Oh, that's nice. That's dope. You see what I got? My mindset as a as a professional is walking into the building, understanding the lighting scheme that I'm going to set up. I'm going to take it and then I'm out. I'm way more efficient. I'm not hoping and praying that I leave with a good shot. I know exactly what I'm coming to do. That to me is the point where you go from a amateur to a professional. An amateur is just moving lights around. He's illuminating the area. And I literally, listen, I literally used to do this. I literally used to bring enough lights to make the area bright enough so that I can capture an image or video without using a high ISO. I literally thought that was what lights were for. Literally. And it's a lot of you that are like, what do you mean? That's what I'm doing now. I'm adding enough light to the subject so that my camera can properly see them. That is not what you should be doing. Yes, I was a 25 victor in the military, Blake. Yep. Signal Corps. You can talk about us, but you can't talk without us. Um, so often as an amateur, I'm bringing a ton of big lights. I'm lighting up scenes. There's shadows behind people. I'm just running it like a sitcom. I'm just running it so that my cameras, which weren't really bad in low light, but I didn't want to shoot at ISO 1600. I wanted to shoot at ISO 800. I wanted to shoot at ISO 400. I would light it enough so that I can illuminate my subject and it, it don't work like that like you need to tell a story with your lighting your lighting needs to tell a story good looking out shazam the ipad producer he said flash film academy bro you're the best channel on youtube for the business thank you for for your insight man you know what i'm gonna touch on that real quick because in a previous life i did a lot of producing and the ipad is definitely the way to go anybody walking around with anything more than a laptop is just out of the game so I'll give you a list of light meters. Um, I'm going to tell you the one that I have. Let me see if I can pull it up on Amazon. There is. Because um, I have one by Sakonic. I have an older one, though. Here, the Speedmaster is actually a, a really good one. I'll post a link to the light meter. That way you guys can... Uh, I appreciate your relatability and sharing how you learn from your mistakes and experiences. Listen, I, I'm not going to tell you that I walked out the gate and it was perfect. I'm not going to tell you that I didn't buy a bunch of trash stuff. I'm not going to tell you that I, all my jobs went perfect and all my clients can't wait to work with me. I crashed and burned a lot. Cost me thousands, cost me clients. Um, some may even cost me friends. However, the goal is to have the ability to learn from it and move on and be better. Um, you're not going to step on the court and be Jordan. You know, you're not going to step on the court and be Jordan. So um, proper light for a green screen. Gary King say, now I'm going to tell you something, right? Cause I'm going to tell you, this is twofold, right? I'm going to tell you what the amateur version of me would have said. And what the professional version of me will say. The amateur version will say light it as best as possible to get even lighting, right? That's the amateur version. The professional version says you want to get even light across the green screen. 
However, you want to light your subject to reflect whatever is going to be in the background. Right. If your subject, if you plan on putting a barn in the background and that, and that video or picture of that barn is during golden hour, then you need to light your subject to reflect that background. Green screen is way more believable when you have an understanding of what you're going to put back there first and then you build accordingly. Where a lot of people mess up on green screen is they just throw up any light. They think it's just easy drag and drop. They think green screen is just easy. Right. It's just an easy way to do. We ain't got to worry about it. We figure it out later. Boom. And then it looks like crap. What helps a lot is if you go into the green screen, go into using a green screen and having an understanding of what you want to put back there. It makes it look way more realistic if you match the lighting of the background. You look at where the light is shining, what direction the light is coming from, what color is the light, you know. And then you replicate that with your lighting setup. Now, the, the green screen itself needs to be lit as perfectly as possible, as evenly as possible. So once you once you got that lit, then you're going to light the subject to reflect whatever you plan on putting back there. So. You definitely want to uh, look into that. Have I tried click funnels? I've tried click funnels. It don't work for me. Those websites. Um, if done wrong, feel predictable. I don't, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to sell anything that feels predictable. Like I'm like, I'm, li I'm literally trying to help you grow your business. Not saying that people who do that don't, I just want, you know, I want, I'm going after more of, um, I guess you can almost say a masterclass type approach. Like I want you to learn from my mistakes in a way that, that helps you. Not saying you can't get that with click funnels. I just went because I have a little bit of a background in web design. When I go to a click funnel site, it triggers a sales mechanism. It triggers a you're being sold mechanism a little bit. So, um, you know, th that that's just me. I'm just weird like that. Will there be any Black Friday courses? I don't know. As of now, we'll see. We got some stuff popping. In fact, if you go over to Flash from Academy, the whole site has been redesigned. You may want to check it out. There's some stuff on there you probably haven't seen before. You may want to check it out. Any suggestion on lighting classes? I like, like I said, LinkedIn or LinkedIn Learning now is where I would go to get some lighting courses. They have the best. They had a course that was called Cinematic Lighting or something like that where they taught more. Because lighting is about, one, lighting is about what's going on in the scene, right? You need to take that into account before you put one light stand down. What are we trying to portray? What are we trying to say? What are we trying to show? Where do I want to direct the attention of my audience? Um, and once you understand that, then you can create lighting that reflects that. So if you're doing just a simple interview, I mean, it could be an upbeat interview with a, with a company that is, you know, we have different lighting schemes for companies that are trying to do philanthropy, you know, or companies that are trying to help kids than I would for a company that is selling motorcycles. My lighting scheme is going to be a little different, right? That motorcycle is going to be a little more edgy. That company that's helping children get backpacks for school is going to be a little more soft, right? It's going to be a little more welcoming. Use the way I like women is typically different than how I like men, right? Because men want sharp, clear edges. Women don't. Women want softer edges. So I'm usually different based off of, and if I got both, then I'm somewhere in the middle, but it's different based on who 
in what I'm doing. Good looking out, Media Smith, checking out the site. So one thing I want to talk about is just a few things. X-Rite color checkers. If you're doing a lot of video, you definitely want to get an X-Rite color checker. You definitely want to get a gray card. You definitely want to get things to make sure that um, your white balance is in order. You definitely want to um, make sure that your colors are accurate. You want to make sure that you're doing everything you can do to have the ability to do great color correction. Let's step away from LUTs and color grading. Screw that. Work on color correction. Work on color correction first. Your camera's not always right. right. Even on auto, it's not always right. It is a tool. Your car is not always right. If you put it in cruise control, it ain't always right. You still got to be there to correct it. Unless maybe you got a Tesla. Then it's right a lot more. But your car, your camera, when you put your camera in certain auto settings, it's literally cruise control. And I ain't talking about new cruise control Cadillac that'll do all kind of stuff. I'm talking about 1989 Chevy Caprice cruise control, right? Where it's just like, you want to do 80? We doing 80. We just going to keep doing 80. We ain't steering. We ain't stopping. We ain't braking. We're going to do 80. Um, and you got to be there to, to brake and turn and do all this stuff. So keep that in mind as you use these cameras. Keep that in mind as you as you move forward with with all these uh, auto features because stuff is coming easier and easier. Like backup cameras is cool, but you still got to turn your head every now and then to see what's coming. So, shoot, you got you to definitely do that. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Um, hey, Ty, is the Ty color spider color thing, is it good? Okay, so let me tell you what the spider color checker does. What it does is it calibrates your monitor. I got two separate monitors here from two different vendors. The colors aren't going to be the same, and they may not be accurate, right? What's, what's red on your monitor may be a shade different on a different monitor. What that spider color checker does is check the colors of your monitor, and it calibrates your monitor to be the correct shade. Very important because you could be color grading some stuff. You can be color grading it to death on your monitor and you upload it to, to YouTube or you send it to a client and it's off and you don't understand why. And they, and your client's telling you, oh, this looks too red. And you're looking at it on your monitor like, no, it don't. So they, you, 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 you know, you working and y'all just back and forth. I got, listen, I had a client and I'll tell you a true story. I had a client where they would complain about color all the time, right? To the point where I went, when I sent something, I showed up at their office. They was looking at the video on these old 2002 Dell square monitors. And they sent it to three, four people in the office and it looked like crap. And I'm like, watch it on your cell phone. They watch it on their cell phone. It looks good. Everybody monitor there was so old. Their monitor was 10 years old. And all the colors had faded. Had, they, the monitors hadn't been calibrated, which doesn't matter because they're doing Microsoft Word all day. So it don't matter. They don't need accurate colors. And they couldn't see just how great the image was. And they're sending it from one person to another. And they're all agreeing that it looks like crap. So I had them look at it on their phone. I brought my iPad. And they were just blown away at the quality because they couldn't believe it. But they all had these old Dell monitors. Because, you know, when you have a company that is, you know, that's a that's a like a call center or something. They're going to get the cheapest monitors possible. They weren't even HD. 
But for what they were doing, WordPress and green screen and all of that all day, not WordPress, but, um, you know, Microsoft Word and Excel, it didn't matter. Their greens were, I mean, it looked terrible on their monitor. It almost looked like zombies, like, like um, skin tones were green, like really green. Eyes were red. It was weird. But they never watched videos on their work monitor. They got that one. They didn't even change the background. Everybody still had the Windows 10 landscape background. And I literally had to go into the office because I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm freaking out. I'm recalibrating screens. I'm looking at it. I'll send it to my TV in there. I'll send it to my phone. I'll send it to my tablet. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I literally, and I was getting ready to, because I, I usually do two revisions. We were on revision five and, and the three pad, the three paid revisions were all color. And I was, I was setting up to charge these people. I literally went into the office to look at it with them, to sit down with them and look at it with them. And I was like, well, that ain't right. And and the lady in the next one will pull it up and it'll be different on her. It's a little bit different. Another person in the office, the boss pull it up. That ain't right. I show it on my tablet. It's perfect. Come to find out their monitors have never been calibrated. They were all working with 10 year old monitors. Um, we ended up having to, I think there was somebody in it that had a newer laptop because they were getting ready to switch over their laptop. And we had to go, go find them, holler at them, bring them down to show it on their laptop. And they were like, okay, it's our stuff. And then they confirmed it. Cause I'm waiting on payment. I'm waiting on the final payment. Like, What's the holdup? Um, and they're losing faith in me over gear that they have. They're, they're looking at me like this guy don't know what he's doing. We hired this company and the colors are all jacked up. Like we may have to go reshoot it because I can't send this out with our CEO looking like a zombie. So that's a situation where, you know, I'm thinking it was on my end and it wasn't. However, I knew that I used the tools. I'm looking at scopes. I'm looking at the right tools and I've used the right tools and looked at the right scopes to determine that my picture is correct. So that's why it's so important that you understand, you know, one, how to use all your scopes. You may want to take some classes or read or watch YouTube videos or understanding your histogram, understanding your color scopes. Um, and then you may want to invest in things like a gray card, um, an x right color checker a light meter, investing in things it takes to get the, cause you'll be surprised. A lot of you guys are missing out on two, three, maybe even four stops of dynamic range that your camera provides because you don't know how to expose properly. You don't know how to expose in a way to take advantage of those two or three lower stops of dynamic range. And a lot of people shooting in rec 709. If you're shooting in rec 709, you're at what? Eight stops. And your camera's doing 14, 13, 12. You know, so it, it's 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 extremely important that you invest some time, some money into understanding your product better, into understanding how to get the most out of your camera. Again, you can do the same thing with an iPhone. You can get Filmic Pro, you can shoot and log with an iPhone, and you would be surprised at what you can bring back. It is mind-blowing. I just got the iPhone pro max and i can shoot some stuff with this i can shoot some stuff with my old 10 that rivals most rivals any mirrorless camera that's that's more than two years old yeah definitely so it's something that 
you want to make sure you look at and listen, you could be sitting there like I was and you're like, I haven't spent no money in this. I I don't got no gray cards. I don't even know what that is. I don't even know what a, a, a black card is or I've never white balance manually. Those are things that I encourage you look into um, as you move forward in being a content creator. And that goes for photographers, videographers. If you're doing editing, you need to get your monitor calibrated. Like these are things that you need to invest in to be the best, to get the best out of gear you got. Trust me, I've been in this situation where I was shooting Rec 709 in the camera I had for the longest. And I thought the camera was trash. And then somebody showed me a picture profile, how to shoot in C-Log or, you know, I was blown away at what I can do. Um, I was going straight to color grading instead of learning about color correction. I'm adding LUTs to footage where my magentas are too high or my skin tones are pink or, you know what I'm saying? Like my white balance is off and I'm just adding filters to it. Thinking I supposed to, I'm spending all this money on all these, you know, LUTs and filters and I'm not getting nothing out of it. It's, it looks okay. It looks a little better, but it doesn't look like the guy next to me or the guy that got the red. Again, you got to realize that, People who spend $50,000 on a camera, $10,000 on a camera have spent 50, have spent between 10 and $50,000 on the education that's needed to properly work that camera. Red owners don't wake up one day and say, I want to be a filmmaker. Let me spend 50,000. They usually work their way up and in working their way up, they usually invest in the, 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 the knowledge and education they need to get the most out of their camera. That's why red footage always looks great. It always looked great, right? The same reason race cars always look fast. It's not their first car. They're professional. That car they're driving is a $300,000 car, and they've invested time and effort in being a race car driver. So, yeah, they know how to hit that turn at 150. They all Race cars always look fast, no matter what. They can be parked. They look fast because the drivers have invested time and money in being a race car driver. You, on the other hand, got a camera from Best Buy, you put it in auto, and you want to look fast. It don't work like that. You have to invest in the tools, the education it needs, you need in order to get the best image quality out of the gear you have. That's why when I when I have the debate about Canon guys who are pro-Canon, and nothing wrong with it if that's you know if that's your thing, and guys who are other use other cameras. And Canon's not giving you raw. And people are like, you don't need raw. It's overrated. What? So is 500 horsepower in a Corvette. But I still want it if I'm going to pay 100000 for the thing. Yeah, the speed limit's 75. Yeah, but my car still do 200. I want it if, I, if I'm going to pay for it. I may have to use it one day. Like, there's no telling. You know what I mean? So if you are skilled enough to use it, then it means something to you. If not then it don't raw means nothing. If you don't understand color grading, a lot of people want raw and they're not, they're not in the color grading. Yeah, you're right. You don't need raw. You cause it's not going to give you a better image. Raw doesn't give you a better image. Sit next to ProRes. Doesn't give you a better image. Nope. That's not what raw does. What raw do is give you more flexibility to push and pull and get the most out of that image. When it comes to color, when it comes to, um, you know, noise and things like that. It, it gives you flexibility. It does not give you a better image side by side, straight out the camera. And people who don't understand or don't push and pull their image to get better quality don't get this. They think raw is supposed to be just a better looking image 
than what I'm getting that's compressed. Nope. Compression really is really good these days. It works well. It does its job. That's exactly what it does. It looks just like raw before you touch it. Raw gives you the ability to push and pull an image. So when I do finish my image and you see how beautifully brown those mountains are and how beautifully, I can't even talk, beautifully blue the sky is and how my skin tones are still in the right place and your image that's compressed can't do that, that is what you're getting from a raw image. That's what all the data is. So it's those are things you have to understand and you will understand that as you learn to get the most out of your current camera, you will push it to its limit and say, I get why this camera is 10,000 and mine is not. I get why I got to buy a different device to add raw. I get why raw is a, a gig a second, 500 megs a second. I get it now because I can do so much with this image. Whereas with my compressed image, as soon as I start pulling up my little shadows and start getting blocky and gray and patchy, I get it now, but you have to learn it to get it, to understand it. So something to definitely think about. Shazam said, that's why I didn't sell my, my C200 to get to C70. That would be a big step back. B-Raw is a game changer. I love B-Raw. It's my favorite raw. Red raw is probably my second favorite raw. These red Komodo owners don't always look good at, don't always look good at all i think they messed up by making a less expensive camera um i don't think red messed up by making a less expensive camera that's the heat put on them by by black magic design this red komodo footage doesn't it it, is not looking great because again these aren't the guys who spent ten thousand for a camera that have worked their way up usually guys that own reds can tell you about 10 of the cameras they own they usually got about five to ten years in the game Right. They usually tell about five to ten years and they got about five to ten years in the game. They've been through pushing their cameras to the limit and they want what's next. Just like like I said, just like a race car driver. He didn't added enough turbos to Honda Civics before he like, look, it's time to move to the V8s. It's time to move to the to the twin turbo Supras or it's time to move to the I'm from Detroit. So we about to keep it real big three. It's time to move to the Camaros and the Corvettes and the Mustangs. It's time to move to the Shelby's, you know, and the, and the ZL1s. It's time to move up to that. We can only add stickers and spray knives in this four-cylinder for, for a certain amount of time before we got to get to the big boy toys. And by the time you get to the big boy toys, you know how to you know how to tune your car. You know how to install things. You know how to work on a car. You know how to get the best out of the car. You know how to put drag radios on a car. You know how to lighten up the car. You know how to do things that automatically makes your car seem faster. So you got to make sure you got to keep that in mind when you see all this helium 8K red footage. These boys been in the game for a minute and they understand everything outside of just letting the camera do what it do. Um, How long should you take for you try to get some paid gigs? Beginning, beginning, learning, learning it better, charging for work. It depends if you have a product or not. If you have a viable product which will take you shooting some, some free stuff, then I will move over to paid gigs. Um, Flash from Academy, would you take on Apprentice in this business? Currently, I don't. Currently, I don't. Uh, would you recommend getting both a color checker and a monitor calibration device? Yes, because they do two different things. 
Color Checker is going to help help you get accurate colors um, on the video for, for on your camera on the video file. It's going to help you make sure that the file is accurate. When you pull it into your editing suite, you want to make sure your colors are accurate. A a color um a color checker, a monitor calibrator will make sure that your monitor displays those colors right. Two different things. One is how you view it. The other is how you deliver it. So you want to make sure because listen, I'm gonna tell you, it's gonna blow your mind when you get the when you get the 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 monitor calibrator. You're going to sit there and you're going to run through it like, oh, I don't see a difference. And then it's going to show you like, this is where you were at. This is where you need to be. And it's going to be a night and day difference. And you're going to be like, what the heck? Now, most apples come calibrated from the factory. However, that calibration is only good for about nine months. At the most, two years. Even on IMAX and everything. Over time, they need to be recalibrated. You're right. Most people can afford the Komodo and don't know how to how to color grade, let alone anything else. You're absolutely correct. You don't see a lot of LUTs for sale for, for high-end red cameras. Nobody's selling a helium LUT pack. Why? Because people who buy that know how to color grade. They don't need a LUT to help them get the color they want. They may play around with one just if you got something crazy, but they know how to color grade. Or they're handing it off to a colorist. Nobody's sitting at home with a $50,000 camera bored out shooting leaves and their kids with it. They're making money. They're in business. You have to turn a profit on a $50,000 camera. You don't get a $50,000 camera to go film sometime. You get a $50,000 camera to go make $100,000 off of it. And you're not going to make $100,000 if you don't know how to color grade, if you, know how to, if you don't know how to get the most out of your footage. So that, that's why that footage always looks great. It always looks great. And you ever you ever go see stuff like um, a GoPro promo video? You ever see the GoPro videos? And you're like, man, this GoPro footage looks dope. You can, go, you can go back and look at a GoPro 3 right now. If you go find a promo video for a GoPro Hero 3, you'll be like, man, it looks good. Because they had a professional colorist color grade that footage. That's why it always looks that good. They never hand it straight out of camera. They show you the, the possibilities or the capabilities of that device if you know what you're doing. That's why that footage always looked perfect. They, they're somewhere in like Antarctica somewhere chasing penguins. And you're like, man, that footage looks good. Why my footage don't look like that? Because they're color grading. They're color correcting and they're color grading. So it's definitely, you know, it, you have to keep that in mind. These companies know how to get the most out of their cameras. They never show you footage that hasn't been color corrected or graded. They're not lying to you about what the camera can do. They're lying to you about what you're capable of, or you're lying to yourself about what you're capable of. If you think that you're going to be able to produce that image without color correction and color grading, and that goes for photography as well as videography. That goes for audio as well. well. How does it go for audio? Because you can spend $400 on a mic, and if you don't understand how to get the most out of this mic, if you don't understand noise floor and noise gate and all of the plugins you may have to get the best out of this microphone, you're not going to get the sound quality that you see on TV or, or hear on TV. Education is a huge part of your success. So you can't just buy gear and expect to be the best. Gear is 30% of it. 
70% needs to be on education and tools to help you get the most out of your gear. This is the best advice I can give you. You can run out and go buy a new camera this Christmas or whatever, hoping that the quality is better. But I guarantee you, if you got a 4K camera that provides any type of log, any type of S-log, C-log, or RAW, or whatever, you're not missing much. What you need to do is invest in yourself. Real quick before we move forward, I got I got to give a shout out to uh I got to give a shout out to our sponsor for the day. Let me make sure I do that because other those other uh, YouTube channels are brought to you by all of them Squarespace and Skillshare and all of them and those are that's cool. Story blocks all them people, but here we're brought to you by these these people over here. Ch- check this out. Pause for a second. I know you're in the middle of something dope, but I wanted to make sure I tell you about a course over at Flash Film Academy that changed the game for me. It literally took my business from attracting mostly low-end clients to consistently landing and closing bigger clients with bigger budgets. It's called the five key steps for creating an effective portfolio that converts. If you're a photographer, videographer, editor, colorist, or graphic designer, it's very simple. This course teaches you how to take what your brand does well and present those things in a way that help the clients understand how your brand can solve their problems. When clients are trying to make a decision on why or even if they should work with you, blasting them with your best video clips set to music won't cut it anymore. It doesn't set you apart, show value, or help buyers in the process of making a decision. This course teaches you how to create a commercial for your brand providing a first impression that will help 10x your ability to land quality clients. Remember, if you can't effectively tell your story, clients won't hire you to effectively tell their story. Go to flashfilmacademy.com today to get started. Use promo code POD5, that's P-O-D-5, to save 15% off this course. You're listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. You know how Mario got a twin brother, Wario? That's kind of that's kind of how that works. Um, <laughs> um, a good monitor. Qu- a question that came in. Media Smith said, "What's a what's a good monitor?" Um, wait, was that you to ask? What's a good no? What's a good monitor calibration calibrator to buy? Okay, there's two ways you can go. You can get a monitor that's designed for color accuracy. A lot of the BenQ BenQ lineup is a good mo- is a good good monitors that are designed to um, work and, and come calibrated from the factory. Anything by Atomus, so your Ninja, all your Ninja owners and Infernos and whatever, those are, they come pre-calibrated. However, no monitor stays calibrated. If you got a monitor that's over 90 days old, it probably needs to be calibrated. Most Apples come from the factory calibrated. Your Dells, your gaming monitors, they don't. They don't need color accuracy. They need to be close. They don't need to be 100%. Um, Spider makes a, um, it's a company, it's called, let me see, S-P-Y-D-E-R. If you look up Spider Color Calibration, they make, um, multiple tools to calibrate monitors. They range from about $99 on up. So, um, you know, you definitely want to do that. Yeah, that sponsor is a good sponsor. My thing is this, look, and I'm just going to be real with you. Good looking out on the super chat. Co-sponsored by a gold member. John, good looking out, man. Much, much love and appreciation. My thing is this, and I and like I say, I'm just I'm gonna keep it as we say here in the hood 100. If I can show you how to get that bag, 
you'll come back. If I can give you one tip that you can go turn into some money, you'll come back. We'll be the best of friends. I just want you to make some money. If you know how to take pictures and video, you should be. Okay, let me go down my spill. Once again, let me everybody give a shout out to John. Good looking out on the super chat. Super chats has slide it has slowed down. But good looking out on the super chat, man. Let me let me explain something to you. There is no way you should have a camera and not be and not be making a good amount of money. There is no way you let me let me rephrase that. There is no way you should be a decent videographer, photographer, video editor, audio recorder. In today's in today's age, in today's economy, in today's world, and not have the ability to live comfortably. There is no, there, you shouldn't be. Companies need more content than you can possibly create. They need more and more, and it's not slowing down. There is no way you should have a camera. You should own a camera and have the ability to record somebody talking in front of a camera like this and edit it and put it out without bad audio or bad lighting and be worrying about how you're going to pay bills next month. Shouldn't happen. There's no way. The part that's missing is understanding how to turn that passion, how to turn that that love or that skill set into money. That's it. That's the part that's missing. If you can figure that out, and I'm gonna help you figure that out. Life will be great. That is that is if I had to sum up what Flash Film Academy is about, that's it. Real estate agent approached me. Um, photos for eight hundred thousand dollar house, three hundred fifty square feet, home in Oregon. Wants to pay one hundred seventy five hundred seventy dollars for the photo. Is that reasonable? How would you respond? That depends on a lot of things. Um. Because just photos, for, for it's not enough information to know what, how many photos, what type of photos. The square footage of a house don't really tell a story. I would work with that client to understand what, what are they expecting. Because I can go take some photos on my iPhone and take your money. Are we lighting the rooms? Are we moving furniture around? Are we shooting Twilight Outdoor photos? Are we doing HDR photos? Like what? You know what I mean? Like the price of the house and the square footage doesn't mean as much to me as what they expect. So, right. How many photos? You know, Red Bay says decent, but he's right. Even the ones with trash skills are out here making money. Listen, if you can record an interview, three point lighting setup, run a live mic to a camera, hit record and edit that. You should be making money. Period. There are companies that put out training or not even training communication emails every single day to their stores and they want to do video and can't. It is what it is. Um, You know, the thing is, we don't take the time to learn the business side of it and we don't take the time to really to to have have passion for turning this what we love into money into money. And I don't. Let me let me make it clear. It's not about the world will make you feel guilty for wanting to pay your bills and live comfortably. Don't. Do not fall for that. 
you know, don't chase money and money. I'm not saying chase money. However, the world tells you to get up and go spend eight hours of your day to go make money. But at the same time, telling you, don't don't be crazy about money. I'm giving it eight hours a day. What are you talking about? What do you mean don't be crazy about it? What do you mean don't worry about it? What do you mean don't focus on it? If I can make more money in less time, I'm going to focus on it. The world will have you feeling guilty about that. Don't. Go and get your bag. And if you got a skill set that will get you that bag and you doing what you love doing, that's that's the definition of being rich. So go chase that. Go do it. But you got to learn the business side. Um, So my situation where I'm stuck between having sought all my beta clients and getting paid clients. I've tried cold calling and emailing. What am I... What am I uh, not doing to get paid. Let me be really honest with you. Let me put this back up because I'm getting text messages about it. Let me be really honest with you. If if all you got was images and video from your beta clients, then you didn't beta test them right. Because they would have told you exactly what you needed to do to walk in, do, say, and be about to get other clients like them to buy from you. If you're only using beta clients to build your portfolio, you are doing yourself a disjustice. You're you're doing, you're you're not, you're not doing it right. Your beta client should give you all of the ammo you need to know exactly what someone in this niche needs, how they're hurting, where they're suffering, where they need improvement. So that if you walk into another one, you're like, I already know what you need. I already know what you want. I mean, that that is the, because I want to, let me make sure I make it clear. Building your portfolio with a beta client is 15% of why they're your beta client. The knowledge you gain from that person that's in the industry is way more valuable than the clips, right? If you're working within that niche, and it's something the master course goes into great detail about. Um, If you're working in that niche, and you're working, if I'm working with nothing but restaurant owners, right? The beta clients should be able to give me all the ammunition I need to go into another restaurant and provide them with something that is mind blowing to them. They're going to think you are a psychic. How do you know? How do you know I'm hurting right there? Who told you? I need that though. Sign me up, please. Let's go. How do you know? This must be all you guys do. You guys must be specialists. If you can walk in the door and tell me this, this, and this, you guys must be a subject matter expert. You must be the restaurant whisperer. That is the information you should get from your beta testers, not just footage. Your beta testers, when you create a product for your beta tester, they should still be telling you how it's performing. Maybe an A-B test. It's a lot of stuff you should be getting from your beta testers instead of just portfolio. Right. Because I'm going to tell you, if you go get I can set you up with three Betty testers. If you just shoot portfolio and put the music and get a regular portfolio where you got clips and sound and music. It's not going to help you. It's not going to help you. You're your beta tester. You need to be using them to educate you on that niche so that your lingo is right. You don't want to go talk to a dentist and you don't sound like a dentist. You don't want to go work with ortho orthodontist and call him a dentist 
he's going to be mad as hell. But you didn't know that because you ain't work with him. You're like, oh, you're a good dentist. What? What you call me? Get out. I know for a fact that those who work in ortho don't want to be called a dentist. Those who are dentists don't want to be called ortho. Even their assistants. It's highly offensive to call a dental assistant an ortho and an ortho assistant a dentist. You walk up in there, you're going to have a problem. You call a hygienist a dentist or an assistant, you're going to have a problem. But these are things that you learn when that's your niche and that's all you work with. You'll know how to speak to them. You'll know what they need, when they need it, why they need it, what they can spend on it, what's too much, what they value. Because if you haven't talked to your, if you haven't talked to your beta testers, you don't know what they value. The idea of the video you push is a nice to have. You don't know what they need to have. You're pushing a promo video for for $8,000. They can care less about a promo video. What they need is a video to help all these people in their lobby fill out their paperwork so they don't have to take dental assistance off patients to run a clipboard out to them every three minutes. That's what they want. They'll pay a lot of money for that problem. Promo video, eh, it's nice to have. Pay a couple dollars for it. But those are things you don't know in your niche if you haven't developed a relationship to understand what that business owner value. You're just shooting your shot. You're shooting in the dark. You're making it up. You're winging it. You you can go to them with all that. Man, I got a good idea for a promo video. We're going to have a drone come. And they just like, okay. But if you listen to them, they'll tell you where they're hurting at. Then I'll create a I'll create a product. I'll provide a multimedia solution for that pain point. Right? I'll provide a cinematic solution for what they tell me, they, whatever they tell me they're hurting at. Let me focus on that because the value is greater. It's a bullet wound. It ain't a, it ain't a paper cut. You're trying to sell them a, a $20,000 Band-Aid. And they holding a bullet wound with their finger out like, I don't know if I want to spend this. Because you haven't you haven't noticed the bullet wound because you didn't develop the relationship to talk to them. Because once you fix that bullet wound, they're going to they're gonna bring you in to fix every other nick, cut, scrape they got if you can fix the bullet wound. So build that relationship. Don't just walk in like, yo, I want to shoot some dope pictures. I'm going to shoot you the footage. Peace. They're going to be like, okay, free? Yeah, go do it. You're all right. But if you haven't developed a relationship to find out how multimedia can help them, where are you hurting at? Because I can probably provide some content to solve an issue that you didn't think multimedia could fix. It's, it's, it's business owners right now that can't get more clients. They don't know the value of a video showing them wiping a freaking countertop, how valuable that is right now. To show somebody spraying something. Just spray something and wipe. Just spray and wipe. They don't know how valuable that is. You do. So that could be a pain point that they're having. Yep, you should know exactly what they want and sell them it. Blake, you never want to use your name. You never want to use your name in your business because clients will expect you to show up. They're going to be looking for Blake. Well, Blake may be... 70 years old one day. Blake may not want to show up with that big old, by then it'll be cell phones, but Blake may not want to show up. Blake may need to send somebody in a shirt that got the company logo. So, it's 
Something to definitely think about. Come up with a business name. Yeah. So those are things to think about. Invest in getting the most out of your tools. Invest in getting the most out of your business. Invest in getting the most out of your brand. Stop just investing in tools. Right? Don't don't be the guy that got a whole garage full of tools and he ain't fixing nothing. We all know that guy. He got cherry pickers and he got drills and saws and ain't making nothing. Just looking at it. Just there in case I need it. Bro, you went and got a whole triple cabinet with the shelf and the pull-out drawers. Your tools in here all neat and, and nice. I don't see no oil on none of it. You still paying to get your brakes done. You still sending your car to the shop and you got all these tools. So don't be that guy. We all know musicians that got 50 keyboards, didn't invest in one piano lesson. I know a ton of guys that spent $5,000 for the latest keyboard. You come to their house and they think, 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 think. Like, bro, you can't play a chord? Uh, nah. Think, 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 think. Why did you spend $3,000 for this? What are you doing? Like, go spend $200 on a piano lesson. Go spend $200 on learning how to, you know, play the piano so you can you can hit chords and nope. Bing, ding, ding, ding. It's not the way to do it. Invest in yourself. Invest in getting the most out of your tools before you invest in more gear. Because the cycle is buying more gear. I need to upgrade. <laughs> I bet you do. You don't know how to use what you got. It's time to upgrade. It's time to, oh, here, here goes Sony or Canon showing you this wonderful, beautiful, color graded you know footage from the from the Himalayan mountains that they didn't spent you know $20,000 and brought in six colorists to color grade the skin tones are flawless and they're showing you that you know on your screen and you like man that looks good i bet it do what they're not telling you is they probably got that same image out of a camera that came out 3 years ago but here you are with your camera. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, ding, ding. You know what I'm saying? Like, it'd be like that. Like, I just, and I, I just want you to, like, realize, look around. Look, listen, it's not, look, I'm telling you this out of somebody who has been that guy. I'm not going to sit here and BS you and tell you. I've never been Mr. Tink, Tink, Tink. Ding, 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 ding. I've been that guy. I've been that guy. I have been him. Proud. Yeah, ding, 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 ding. That's hard, ain't it? You like that? Ding, ding, ding. How you feel? Whack. You got to grow, right? You got to grow. You got to do things. You got to build. You have to um, got to take it to the next level. The next level ain't about gear. The next level is about you. Period. What you going to do about it? Now, some of you are going to go back and watch the next episode of P-Valley or whatever you watch. Some of you are going to find a course. You're going to watch it. And you're going to get better. What I like to do is during the Christmas or Thanksgiving break, I like to watch courses. I like to get better so I can hit 2021 hard. I like to hit that January just out the gate, just just running. So he <laughs> died over here. You got money put in the gear. You better make sure you got money put into yourself. Because this is the most important tool you got. It's better than any camera you will ever find. 
And you, or you can go buy a new C70 or whatever is coming out. But remember, remember, you upload that video and you put it on your website and a, and a, and a client come to your website and they go to view your demo reel and they press play. You know what they're going to see? Ding, 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 ding. Ding, 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 ding. It's hot, ain't it? No, it's not. You're underachieving. <laughs> anyway, with that, man, I'm going to go ahead and wrap for the day. Uh, it's been an hour. Real quick, big shout out to those who are listening on the podcast. If you're not listening on the, pod- on the podcast, the podcast is called Content and Cash. It's kind of, it's kind of, it's a little gangster, a little gangster, but it's content kind of gangster. I want to thank those of you who uh, support the channel and everything that you do. Thursday, we got a real good gold member video. I'm going to put that in the thing. Ding, ding, ding. I'm going to put that in the what's the name. We got a real good gold member video coming up talking about referrals. And it's something you got to learn. Somebody got to teach you. Somebody got to tell you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be here to tell you. Um, you know, why do you think photographers and videographers like to have competition mindset? Yeah, I like that question. So I'm going to answer that before I go. Um, what's a nice way of saying it? It's a pissing contest. Let's just be real. It's a pissing contest. You don't believe me? Look at your strap, right? Look at your camera strap. They got the whole name of your camera on it. People wear it proudly. Oh, this is a 5D Mark IV strap around my neck. Look at me. It's just, that's all it is. Guys are like that with gear, tools, everything. Guys are just like that. We just want to, we just want to compete and battle in ways that wherever we can, we want bigger trucks. We want more stuff. And those who are in photography feel like they are successful because of the gear they can buy. A lot of people like, you see that back there? That's the, I got that. But they go into work to buy it. They taking out loans to buy it. They putting it on credit cards. They feel successful because they got that. I, I worked hard to get that, that camera, but that camera ain't paid for itself. Talk to me when you got a camera that's buying you your next camera. When you invest in yourself, your camera will buy you your next camera. Just is what it is. If your camera ain't buying new cameras, you were literally think 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 i'm gonna use that i'm gonna keep using that anyway with that being said let me go ahead and wrap for real um check out the new website layout over at flash Home academy you may you may like that we got some things popping all right if you don't want to mix miss these lives you want to make sure you uh join our uh our text message list so we can text you when we go live if you enjoy something like this please hit that like button Please hit that subscribe button. If you learn anything, if you learn a new ding, 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 a new anything, if you learn a new tune to play, if you learn anything from this, I encourage that you hit that thumbs up button. YouTube don't show the live when you keep it too real. They don't show the love when you keep it too real. I got to be talking about a camera to get some love. I got I to, gotta, you know, recite the lines from uh, a camera manufacturer to get you know, mad love on YouTube and show off something new and glittery. I can't tell you to go invest in yourself. So please make sure you like, share, subscribe. And uh, I will definitely see you guys in the next video. Remember, ding, 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 hit that note. When you see me in the street, I just want you to be like, yo, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> no, don't do that. Cause I'll be seeing people, I'll be seeing people in public and I don't want somebody like, ding, ding, ding.
Anyway, stay safe, wear your mask. I'll see you on the next video. Ding, 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 ding. You've been listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and go to our webpage at www.flashfilmacademy.com.